Welcome, everybody, to Integrate Yourself. I'm your host, Allison Pillow, and you can find me at pureenergypdx.com. Today, I am here with Tom Palladino. He is a scalar energy researcher based in Florida. Scalar energy, as he'll explain today, is the fundamental life force found everywhere in the world, space, and the universe. It originates from the sun and stars, chi, prana, Om, mana, life force, pyramid energy, or zero point energy. They're all synonyms, uh, terms for scalar energy. Um, he theorized that all energy in the universe initiates as scalar energy and that the sun of our solar system and the stars of the universe are the points of origin, the storehouses, so to speak, for scalar energy. He further theorized that scalar energy is instructive energy as the entire universe is instructed by this divine essence, subs subsequently all spiritual, cognitive, emotional, and physical action in the universe is initiated and maintained by scalar energy instructions. Scalar energy provides order in the universe. Welcome, Tom. I can't wait to get into this. This is really cool. Um, you know, Thanks. I have, yeah, you're welcome. Um, I wanted just to start by kind of explaining where I'm coming from in this because I have some experience with with this, um, not much from your perspective, but from my perspective, I've uh, worked with energy healing, prana, um, <clears throat> chi, you know, it, it's like you said in, in your, you explained it in your introduction about scalar energy. This is uh, a way we see it in the spiritual community. And we know it through things like um, Tai Chi, Qigong, and we've felt it in our bodies. But now you're bringing to light, so to speak, what it really, you know, is on a more scientific, um, you know, a version of it and something that we can now think about a little bit more tangibly. Um, but it's still kind it's still in the ether. So um, if that's the best way I can really describe it, but I, I found it when I saw uh, when you contacted me, I was like, wow, this is really cool because I'm writing a book right now. And I wrote a chapter about light mm -hmm. and photosynthesis. And, and I did, um, the, my comparison was more about how our body, um, relates physiologically like photosynthesis with plants, but, um, with the mitochondria and how that activates the mitochondria with light. Right. And it creates energy in the body. And then we also look at light in a way where we, um, in a spiritual aspect, we're bringing the light into our bodies, we're clearing things, you know, we're visualizing that light coming in. That's also meditation I like to do as well. And so there's a lot of different aspects to light that we can, that we can see in this. But today you're going to be talking about it through photos, right? Yes, yes. That's a great introduction. Thank you. Um, you've, you've done your homework, I see. Uh, Synonymous <laughs> terms, yeah. Scalar energy. What is scalar energy? What are we speaking about? There's two energies. There's two energies. Electromagnetic energy, that is accepted. Any textbook definition is electricity and magnetism are energy. That's right. But there's another energy, scalar energy. And uh, synonymous terms for scalar energy would be chi, prana, zero-point energy, ether energy. Some people call it pyramid energy or Tesla energy. So there's two energies. It's that simple. And sadly, academia today has missed the mark. They don't pay attention that there's another energy. Um, 
it's been defined, it's called a longitudinal wave, but it's been discounted by uh, academia. Uh, that will change hopefully in the near future. So I work with scalar energy or a longitudinal wave. What is that? Well, it, in composition, it's a double helix and it originates from the sun and the stars. So it is a different energy spectrum. So it observes different laws, properties as compared to that of electricity. So I am a scalar energy researcher. I've developed scalar energy instruments that control scalar energy. So my instruments are not electromagnetic. The fact that I can control scalar energy, I can control and find my way in another dimension. Mm, I no wow. longer work in the electromagnetic dimension. I work in a different dimension. Now, some people call that a star hole or, or wormhole or a stargate, call it what you will. I work in a different dimension. And it's fascinating what this other dimension has to offer. And frankly, it, 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 um, it, it's filled with promise. It's an unlimited potential when you're working in a scalar energy dimension. And we'll get into that. Wow, I love that. I love that. Because we hear that term a lot, especially these days, unlimited potential. And I talk about it too. But the, I don't know that we understand it a whole bunch, you know. So um, this is really great to talk about today. Um, how did you get into this, Tom? It was God's influence. God wanted me to take this career path. Um, it's been a long path. And it's well worth it. But it's a lot of work. It's I've been at it for 40, 45 years. So it's it's been much more than a hobby. It's It's been my career. It's been my avocation. I would say early in my life, I was inspired by a man by the name of Nikola Tessa, the great inventor. Tessa was, in my estimation, the first scientist to ever control scalar energy. He has scalar energy instruments. And I've said this time and time again, this is why the world does not understand Nikola Tessa. Because the world does not understand scalar energy. Many people look at his inventions, they, they, they can't grasp what he was doing. Well, if you don't understand, he was working, especially in the latter part of his life, with scalar energy that does not behave like electricity. You, you won't, you'll miss it. You won't understand his genius. But he, he was the first scalar energy researcher and the first man to harness scalar energy. And, and eventually he'll be considered not only the father of AC electricity, but the father of scalar energy. Wow, that's that's incredible. And how did you put that together that he had found that? I mean, like, what, that's really, it, I'm really curious it, about that. Cause that's a, that's a big, uh, that's huge to realize yeah. that or put that together, you know? I, if you look, If you look at his initial inventions with AC electricity, they all depended upon some source of power. And there were lines, there were electrical lines or telephone lines, so to speak, from the power plant. Well, once Tessa discovered scalar energy, he built a power plant in Long Island. And if you look at that power plant, there are no electrical wires mm -hmm. into the laboratory or out of the laboratory. He was at that time working with wireless energy. So he started with towers, turbines, et cetera, that required wires to carry the current, okay, electrical current. The latter part of his career, there were no wires. It was wireless. He had tapped into the cosmos. He had tapped into the radiant energy of the universe. It's kind of obvious, but you, you know, you really, you really have to look at it. So, you know, where, where are the where are the electrical wires? Where are the transformers? There are none. 
what am I getting at? The power supply are the sun and the stars. He no longer had to uh, rely upon some type of turbine or he, he had, um, was relying upon uh, 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 at Niagara Falls, you know, the, the, the water. That, that is gone with Tesla in, in the latter years. He's relying upon the sun and the stars at that point forward. And this sounds very similar to the electric universe um, that is at Thornhill that talks about this. And he has written some books about it um, as well. This guest that I had recently, um, it, well, actually his daughter, but Dr. Kareem, Ibrahim uh, Kareem, he wrote a book called Back to the Future for Mankind. It's about biogeometry. And it sounds like it's all kind of very similar going in, this, in a very similar direction where we're using yeah. the energy of the earth more to generate energy instead of right. uh, kind of what we're doing now, which is is more like uh, disrupting the energies of the earth, right? Right. So you're right. So this is the game changer we've been waiting for. This is the free energy of the sun and the stars. I can't emphasize that enough. In the future, the power plant that we will use is the sun. Well, what do we know about the sun? It's an unlimited supply of energy. It's infinite energy. It's clean. It's always there. It's easy to harness and it, it doesn't pollute. There is, there is no harm. There is no carbon footprint. So if you really want to make an impact upon a global warming, as they call it, or, or air pollution, we, the world should shift to this type of energy generation from the sun, from the stars. Now, why do I say that? Well, we've had sunlight and starlight for, for millennia. We haven't been polluted, have we? No, there, there, is no, there is no deleterious side effect. So sunlight and starlight is the way to go. Scalar energy is sunlight and starlight. This is the new technology that is about to change the course of history. Wow, that's that's incredible. I, I like the idea of this. I, I would love to switch over to this. Of course, it would probably be more of a free energy, right? If we were to switch to something like this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that might be the problem, right? Yeah, um. yeah well, it, yeah, just just to segue quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a threat. This type of technology is is far advanced. It's it's quite superior to the military industrial complex. And without without equivocation, I will say that this type of technology will make obsolete much of the technology today. Mm. So this this scalar energy uh, uh, new paradigm that we see. It will be ushered in and out, out will go the, the obsolete technologies. There will be many obsolete technologies. Um, and that's just, it's progress. That's what we have to really look forward to. That's really cool. I love this. So Tom, my next question would be about, um, you mentioned, we, we touched upon it a little bit in the beginning while I was sharing my experience um, about photosynthesis. And uh, you have mentioned that uh, scalar energy is, is to human enhancement as photosynthesis is to plants. Can you elaborate, uh, expand on that a little bit sure. more? Because I was really, really curious about that. Sure. Uh, how do plants grow from sunlight and to a minor extent from starlight? <clears throat> my, one of my predecessors, Galen Hieronymus, was able to grow plants in the dark with scalar energy instruments. Now, what does that mean? That means that he could funnel scalar energy into his basement, which was dark, 
and he was able to grow plants in the dark by way of scalar energy. So I believe that the real fundament behind photosynthesis is scalar energy. What do I mean by that? All energy in the universe initiates as scalar energy and electromagnetic energy is a subset or derivative, if you will. So the primary energy, the primary mover in the universe is scalar energy. The secondary energy is, is electromagnetic energy. So the primary energy that creates and maintains plants is scalar energy and the secondary energy is electromagnetic energy. So if you look at photosynthesis today, we ascribe its, its beauty, its, its harmony and its, its mechanics exclusively to that of electromagnetic energy. That's impossible because the initial energy of the universe is scalar energy. So scalar energy has its part in the growth and maintenance of plants. The secondary cause, or, or I should say the, the derivative is electromagnetic energy. So not to get too deep here, but the first energy of the universe is scalar. The secondary energy is electromagnetic energy. So we as human beings, plant life, animal life, we all rely upon the primary energy to maintain ourselves, scalar energy. The secondary energy, electromagnetic energy, we recognize, but we don't recognize the primary energy. And and what it sounds like you're saying is w w just what we absorb from the sun and the stars, right? It's like the energy we're getting from that. Yeah, and that's why it's important. We talk about vitamin D. We talk about getting outside, but there is a lot of um, a lot more to that. Uh, from what you're saying, is is that's everything, right? Yes, that's yeah. correct. That's correct. So, well, let me put it in this fashion. There is only one fundamental energy, scalar energy. All energy initiates is scalar energy. So electricity and, magnet and magnetism are derivative of scalar energy, but they're not fundamental. So we have to have that. Yes. 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 Well, how do you use that uh, to treat people? Be uh, because you have this technique uh, that you can explain to my audience and share um, uh, by way of treating people with a photograph. And how does that work? Yeah. Uh, when I work with people, I work with them in the quantum realm by way of the photograph. People will email me a photograph. I actually take an emailed photograph and I place it inside the instrument. So the instrument, a scalar energy instrument, will look at the scalar energy force field on a photograph. So this is the new science of scalar energy. I never work with people or animals in person. I work with photographs because a photograph captures their energy. And with that, I can access their energy dimension through a photograph. Wow. That's the new science of scalar energy. Some people call that quantum entanglement. Some people call that a symbolic representation. Call it what you will. But a photograph of a person is their real-time spiritual, mental, and physical constitution. In other words, my photograph right now reports in real time my spiritual state, my mental state, my physical state. And I access that through a photograph, not through a person. So this, huh. is, the e this is the easy way to work with people around the world by their quantum field through a photograph. Wow, that's incredible. I, I love the idea of that. It, why would, and my question would be, why wouldn't it be better to 
be with someone in person? Is it because it the tools you use can't really measure that unless it's through a photo or I don't know. You could, you could, but it's un, it's unnecessary. Oh, so what okay. I'm my my end game to be blunt is to heal the world. Well, in order to do that, I have to do that in a cost effective measure, and I have to okay. be able to work with people around the world in an effortless fashion. Well, if people were to email me their photograph, then I could work with them around the world in an effortless fashion. And that's what I envision. That That's my goal. Instead of people having to fly to one location and, yeah. and to, if you will, to be in proximity of an instrument. No, I, I want to make this available to the world. The world is hurting. There's a lot of illness in the world. Mm. And if I can access their quantum dimension or their photographic dimension, and all I need is an email photograph, well, that's, to me, that that's a game changer in and of itself. So you can, you have a picture of their energy in real time. And yes. can it, can you give me a little bit more? I mean, is it like an aura, aura photo? Like when yes. you go and get an aura photo? Okay. If, if you guys aren't familiar point. with that, actually, my audience, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with that, those are when they, the auras, uh, the aura photos show a picture of what your, the color of your aura, that your energy around your body. And it will, yeah, yeah so that's kind of what it look. it sounds similar to that, right? So, okay. see, thank you. And, and consider you're not working with a physical person. You're not working with biological life. You're working with their auric field or their spirit field, so to speak. So this is a new branch of science, and it begs new a new definition of, of science and, and, and new vocabulary. But suffice to say, I've developed scalar energy instruments that work exclusively by way of a photograph, and I can find, if you will, their, their energetic pattern on a photograph. Um, and so can, can you give me an example of, of someone, maybe you could use yourself and, and uh, tell me how you would help someone or, or help them heal through uh, that kind of technique? Sure. I'm really curious. Sure. sure. My instruments can, again, pick up the real-time physical constitution of a person or an animal. So let's say a person or an animal had parasites or bacteria. Well, I could train, I could program my instrument to work through that photograph of a person or an animal to break apart the bacteria or the parasites that they're experiencing. So I'm downloading this information into the photograph and the photograph is connected by quantum entanglement or the photograph is connected to the person or the animal. But all action, I have to make this very explicit, all action is upon the photograph. But, but for some reason, I, I don't have the time to quite explain it, but for some reason, the people and the animals feel better. So my action is upon the photographs, but the upshot is people and animals feel better. Yeah. So there has to be some consideration that my scalar energy instrument working, ex working exclusively in a scalar energy paradigm is able to interface with the scalar energy uh, paradigm or the scalar energy force field that people and animals experience. Because remember, I'm only working with scalar energy. I'm not working with electricity. So all of my action is scalar energy action. Hence, all of the reaction should be a scalar energy reaction. So what's my point? There's two dimensions. And I am working in that other dimension. 
And when I'm working in that other dimension, it's not the electromagnetic dimension. So there's different properties, different experiences. I, I use this analogy. If, if scalar energy is the apple, then electricity is the orange. And the apple and the orange are two distinct fruits. You, you cannot compare the apple to the orange. They're distinct. Right. Yeah. And that it sounds also similar to what most energy healing modalities are based upon, especially if you're doing that, um, like a distance healing session with someone. Um, I used to do pranic healing years ago, and I would do distance healing sessions on people um, over the phone, and uh, they would feel yes. a lot better instantly. So yeah. I have had experience with that, and I know what you're talking about. I also feel like some people, it might be past what some people's understanding is of that if they've never had experience with uh, energy healing. But I also feel like, I also uh, feel like most people have had experience with some kind of energy healing, uh, like whether it be Reiki, Reiki se seems to be pretty common these days. And um, that, whether you believe in it or not, you know, it just depends, I guess. But uh, when, uh, we used to do pranic healing, they would tell us, you know, uh, it doesn't really matter if you believe that it works or not. It, it, it works, you know, it, it's still going to work on some level for you. So it sounds like this is a similar thing. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So uh, you've heard of mind over matter. You, or you've heard that prayer can heal. That's true. That's accurate. And so what am I doing? I'm working with non-physical light. Scalar energy is non-physical. What is it? It's an information system. What do I have? I have an instrument that broadcasts a prayer or oh, an okay. instrument that broadcasts an, an intention because it's non-physical. It's not, a, not even an electron. It's not a proton. What is it? It's pure information. It's yes. non-physical. Because light is information, correct? Yes. 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 So we're now we we, we leave the, the physical world behind, which really is an encumbrance. Now we're at the, the higher level or the highest level, which is which is the in, the intention or love or or non-physical information. And that's what I'm imparting upon a photograph. Love, non-physical information. Yeah, because this, and it sounds like we're working more with the subtle energy body, correct? Yes. And so when you're working with a subtle energy body, and this is something I do talk about in my book too. My book's not out. It's coming out like around December, January. But these are all like ideas that I've been trying, working to yeah. uh, make, a, a, you know, help people understand better about themselves because we don't really get a lot of teachings about how the subtle energy body works and as long as I've been in holistic health, um, this is something that's really fascinated me because I've seen it work in myself and other people that I've helped in that, in, on that level. So, um, yeah, so where I was going with that is that, uh, you know, there are just, it is a, um, you know, anything usually that happens in the subtle energy body realm, as far as, um, it, it will, it takes time, but it will titrate into the physical eventually. So by the time it gets into the physical and manifests that way, it's been there for a while, right? It's been there yes. in the energy body for a while. Yes. Yeah. I, I frequently call the physical body the caboose because <laughs> it's it's at the very end. Yes, yes. You know, you know, some people put it at the beginning. No, 
No, it's it's the caboose. It's the very end. So what is my point? Uh, to give you an analogy, I, I know a few architects and I've seen their architectural plans. Before you build a house, you need information. You need architectural plans. What's, what was my point? The information, the architectural information decides how the physical home, the physical factory will be built. So everything starts with information and then the end product is the physical building, not the other way around. Right. So what is scalar energy? It, it serves as the architectural blueprints for the universe. It's the information system for everything. You need intelligence. You need intelligence for design. You need intelligence for building. You need information. So before God started to build the universe, we needed an information system, which is scalar energy. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, and like, yeah, I've heard so many times, uh, light is information. And I always wondered, okay, that's that makes sense on some levels, but, you know, it's like it's really, what with what you're saying, it it. It, it makes even more sense today. I'm like, oh, okay, that that really is starting to um, materialize for me. Um, because again, you know, like you hear things in the spiritual community, you're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, that, that, you know, I don't really fully understand how that works, but then eventually I think as we learn more and we grow, we start to see, oh, okay, this is actually happening. Like this, this is how it happens, right? Yes. So yes. yeah, this is fascinating. And I remember reading years ago too about um, how eventually our, our main healing techniques are gonna be through sound and light therapies, um, you know? And so uh, I feel like this is, and, and the more and more like I'm, uh, you know, well, the more that our medical community keeps going in a certain direction, I think that other people are like, hey, this isn't working for me. And they're starting to go in these other directions of using sound healing and, um, and light as well. So very happy to see more of those kinds of tools coming out because I think this is the future of health. It is. To, to add to that, if, if you look at a scalar wave, it's been photographed in the past. Scalar energy is a double helix. And it, it is the exact ratio and proportion to that of human DNA. Mm. Wow. So it is a scalar wave, a double helix that creates and maintains human DNA. So the information received from this divine energy, star energy, sun energy, creates and maintains our DNA. If you've ever asked yourself, what, what gives DNA that, that double helix structure? And what maintains DNA? What is it that maintains our genomic form? It's scalar energy. Scalar energy is the cause and maintenance of all genomic forms. All DNA is created and maintained by scalar energy. So the life molecule is created by the life energy. And does, does scalar energy activate our mitochondria? Yes, it activates everything. Scalar energy assembles and maintains the universe. If you would shut off, so to speak, sunlight and starlight, the universe would just fall apart. Wow. You've heard some philosophers say order out of chaos. Well, without those instructions, sun energy, star energy, you would not have structure. You would not have a universe that would assemble and maintain itself. So scalar energy is serves as the instructions of the universe. I'll give you another example. 
if you've ever looked at snowflakes, every snowflake is a unique composition. It's a unique design. Right. So when 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 a water molecule is forming and it, it, it solidifies, there is an impart of, of of intelligence. So every water droplet, every snowflake is designed by scalar energy. And this is why the sunlight and the starlight, that's ambient, that's this is everywhere, is able to create a unique snowflake, whether it's trillions upon trillions of snowflakes, they're all unique. Why? Because they are receiving unique instruction from the sun and the stars. So you have to ask yourself, how is it that every snowflake is a unique design? There's no two snowflakes that are alike because there are an infinite number of instructions from the sun and the stars. And a good example of that is the unique structure of every snowflake. There are no two snowflakes that are identical. Meaning what? We must have an infinite number of instructions from the sun and the stars that are imparting their design, their architectural plan, so to speak, on snowflakes. That's quite profound. It is. It is. That, yeah. And we don't think about that, do we? We just take it for granted that snowflakes are all different, but we're like, right. why? I wonder, yes. you know, um, that's a great, I love that perspective. Uh, yeah. Um, gosh. Okay. So. I think we, we, God, we, we've gone through a, a lot of information here and I really uh, would like, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll share with the audience now yeah. that's theory. So I'm all about results performance. So I, I will present these facts and I'll let you come to the conclusion. Mm -hmm. So we're working with people around the world. I've over the past three, four years, I've been working with an HIV AIDS clinic in Delhi, India. Oh, wow. And the people at this HIV AIDS clinic, they've been told about our work. And if they want to, they submit us their photograph. And I place their photograph inside this instrument. And after I work with these people with this instrument, many of them have gone on to get a, a diagnostic test. All of those diagnostic tests show an absence, no sign of HIV. Now, I've never been to Delhi, India, never traveled to India. The people from Delhi, India did not come to my, to my laboratory. I work with them exclusively by their photograph, their photographic force field. And without exception, all of those people say they no longer have any uh, viral load. They cannot detect any HIV presence. And most of them are feeling better. So I'll let the audience derive their conclusion. And you have to, and I'll tell you why. Because what I'm saying cannot be explained by electromagnetic theory. I don't work with electromagnetic energy. I work with scalar energy. And so my new device, my new invention, this new science demands a new look at reality. It demands a new vocabulary. It demands a new way of looking at the cause and effect relationship. Mm -hmm. But I stand by my statement. Everybody that I've worked with in Delhi, India, they no longer have any HIV AIDS. They, they don't have the H, they don't have the HIV virus and, and most of them are gaining weight. So their symptoms of, of AIDS are abating. Just put it that way. Wow. That's incredible. Um, have you done any, anything with COVID during the time, the pandemic? Have you helped yeah. people with that as well? Or? Yes. Now, judging from my photograph, I can detect the COVID-19 virus and I can break it apart. Mm 
Now, all of that is upon a photograph. Remember, I don't work with people. Mm -hmm. So from my vantage point as a scientist, I can say from my laboratory, working exclusively with scalar energy, I can break down the molecular bonds of COVID-19 detected upon a photograph. But I can't prove that in person because I never work with people in person. And I cannot prove that in the electromagnetic spectrum because I never work in the electromagnetic spectrum. So from my vantage point in my laboratory, I can detect and break down the COVID-19 virus, the molecular bonds detected upon a photograph. And I can do that exclusively with my scalar light instrument. Wow. So it's, it's purely ex experiential, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. But I think that's very valuable. We don't place a lot of importance on experiential um, work and, and, you know, results, especially during this time. It's been squashed a lot. And uh, so uh, when it comes to health, because health has become a political issue. Right. Um, why do you think, Tom, that, that people aren't using this technology more? This seems like a very... <laughs> this uh, high, uh, high level uh, instrument to help many, many people without all the pain and suffering and all the money that we're using right now to, to in know, the healthcare system. Yeah, it, it can alleviate a great deal of pain and suffering, but people have to first embrace the fact that there's two energies, there's two mm -hmm. paradigms, and they haven't done that yet. You know, when I speak about scalar energy, I'm working exclusively with a dimension that most people don't even know that exists. So I, I cannot convince somebody unless you're educated, unless you embrace this concept of scalar energy, you're not going to try this. Yeah, right. This is true. Yeah, this is true. So people have to be open to it. And um, again, I don't I don't see any any um, any risks doing this you're just sending someone a photo and then that's it right and if you feel better yeah. great and gosh exactly. if people are getting the, rid of aids that's incredible I, this this is the beauty of my work i work yeah. with photographs photographs okay i never work with people or animals okay i work with photographs exclusively so it's again it's a new science it's, it's a new way of, of looking at what i call quantum healing and it's it's entirely safe you have to keep in mind when I'm working with energy information, there's no chemical involved. No, there's, yeah. This, there's no surgery. I'm not working in the electromagnetic spectrum. This this world that we experience, it's the electromagnetic spectrum. Sure, I'm not working in that dimension. I'm working in a non-physical dimension. And you said scalar energy it, or electromagnetic energy is the um... derivative derivative of scalar yes. energy so yes. it's what's it's not yeah so really uh, the root uh, of it is that yeah yes. it's the scalar uh, yeah. i'll i'll explain it if okay. you can think of this topologically if you look at a double helix it's it's two intertwined twisting uh, a waveform and if you can imagine that one helix separates and becomes electricity the other separates and becomes magnetism and that's that is the derivative of scalar energy so scalar energy is a double helix. It's, it's compacted. It's, it's, it's uh, if you will, a phi spiral. It's spiraling. Mm -hmm. And then when that spiral separates, one becomes electricity, the other becomes magnetism. It and creates they, form. Yes. And, and that, that moves in a perpendicular fashion along an axis, which is really 
the sense of entropy and, and disorganization. Anyway, we're going <laughs> from the perfect spiral to the disorganization of electromagnetic energy. Gotcha. And, and frankly, both are um, bi-directional. You can take scalar and convert it into electromagnetic energy. And you can take electromagnetic energy and convert it back into scalar. So we see this process throughout our universe. And, and most people, including scientists, miss it. They miss that scalar energy is the initial energy found in the core of a star. Yeah, if yeah. you look if you look inside every star there's 100% scalar energy and once scalar energy leaves that that star then it starts to break down into electromagnetic energy and frankly this is why the sun and the stars never burn out they never experience entropy okay there's always some type of light some type of heat from the sun and the stars why it's scalar energy it's a scalar energy celestial body and scalar energy never experiences entropy or never dies out, so to speak. Wow. Wow. So who, so Tesla talked to this, Tesla did this research and he discovered this. Is there anybody else that you have um, seen been, who has talked about this? Because you're really one of the only people that I can think of that's talking about it in this way. I know uh, the Electric Universe talks about um the point that you made with uh, the sun and the core being um, that energy source, that scalar energy. Um, and, uh, but I've never heard it from, I've not heard it really from anybody else. There's probably five scientists that I've studied. Tesla, Hieronymus, Moray, a man by the name of Grubenikoff and uh, Antoine Priori. Say, say five scalar energy scientists. Now, and I don't say this with any glee, that's about it. Hmm because those men developed and perfected scalar energy instruments. It was not a theory, it was not a hobby for them. They were able to perfect instruments and then observe the energy by way of instrumentation. So I use this analogy frequently. The best way to play golf is to go out and play golf and to learn how to play golf. You have to experience it. You cannot learn to play golf from a book. Right. Now, and I'm not saying this, you know, to be, to, in any way to be a smart aleck. But the way you understand and you learn scalar energy is through a scalar energy instrument. Tesla, Hieronymus, Moray, Priori, and another man, um, uh, Grabenikov. Those are the men that, that I have studied. One more, uh, Kozarev. Those are the men that I've studied that had scalar energy instruments. Mm -hmm. So they are the only ones who can say by way of experience how scalar energy behaves mm -hmm. because right. they observed it. Okay, it's not theory. They, in practice, they observed it. They have that, that bird's eye view, so to speak. Now, it's a limited field. And again, I'm not saying this with any, with any sense <laughs> of satisfaction. I wish there were a number of scalar energy researchers out there. There are not. There should be. This is a very exciting field of, you know, I, I'm glad I spent my life in pursuit of scalar energy. But the long and short of it is um, it's a narrow field and we need to change that. Well, how do you foresee it, it uh, growing and expanding? Uh, to be blunt with you, and, and again, in, in all candor, there has to be money involved. Mm. Yeah. Because those, those scientists that, I, that I've enumerated, none of them made any money at this. And that's why, yeah. that's why so few people are interested in this science. 
it, there's no reward. There's no financial gain. How many people yeah. want to spend 20, 30, 40 years with, without making a penny or, or spending a great deal of time and effort and having no financial gain? I've mentioned this to so many people. And um, sadly, you know, science many times follows the money trail. Yeah, it's such a bummer that that money gets in the way of people getting super healthy and living vibrant lives and us having a very healthy environment to live in as well. And, and you know, it just it, <laughs> I know it's always about money, isn't it? And it's not that money is bad. It's not bad to make money. But at the same time, is that going to be, you know, what stops us from progressing, uh, you know, it seems to be right now, right? It is. And, and you have to have some people who are altruistic. I believe I'm altruistic and um, I'm not chasing the dollar. That's a wasted life. So these, these scientists that I've mentioned, um, God bless them. They have a high place in heaven. Um, they all uh, essentially are the giants uh, upon whose, whose shoulders I, I stand. And, um, and we owe them a great tribute. If, if you look at a lot of scientific advance today, uh, the advancements, we, we owe so much to, to these scientists who've devoted their careers and gave their lifeblood to, to, to give us this, these inventions, these discoveries. And many of them died penniless. Let's, let's mm. just be blunt about it. Many of them gave everything to mankind. So this is a life of self-sacrifice. I recognize those men and women. God bless them. As far as I'm concerned, they have a high place in heaven. Well, it, and it doesn't have to be that way. We could we'd easily embrace a technology like this and people could all be, everybody could win from that, you know. Right. Um, but unfortunately, that's not, you know, what the um, what people, I guess, are used to or, you know, this is not the people that are in power right now and in and, and, and charge of these things. This is not what they are wanting and... So we're, we're it's up to each. It. Yeah, I think so. It. I mean, I kind of had so much faith in holistic health until until the pandemic, <laughs> and then I felt I saw people just like falling off the the boat, you know, so to speak, and and just uh, just falling away from that, you know, that those ideas and those values of holistic health and um, and in fear, you know, and so that. Uh, but I hope that you know as we you know, as we see this, this has been very much as put, we've had a spotlight put on the, the health industry, um, the healthcare industry, and just seeing how just unbelievably uh, flawed it is in some ways. And hopefully that can turn people yeah. in a different direction because we just don't need to be suffering that much to get healthy, you know? You know God bless the men and women of medicine, they're great people. But the system, the system is flawed. The and system I, is I, very flawed, yeah. yes. You, you, we realize that. And going through this pandemic, we see the failure of the system. Now, I once again, I hold in high regard the men and women of medicine. Absolutely. They, they did their best under the circumstances, frankly, the some of them, problem, not I wouldn't my, say all of them, but, okay. but I mean, there's my, some that I've met that are just wonderful people, like many yeah. of the nurses I've had, you know, interactions with and when things have happened. But, you know, I, I was really disappointed with some of the doctors, the, um, the leadership and the yeah. leadership in government, the leadership in media 
has really skewed our, our idea of medicine and sound health. And, and some people, not some people in what I would consider the hierarchy of medicine, that their lack of leadership likewise, you know, to yes. be blunt, to be blunt, Anthony Fauci should be removed. Uh, yes. Anthony I think that's Fauci, happening. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, well, as yeah. of this recording, um, which is June of 2021, Anthony Fauci is, is, should be removed and he should be put under a microscope for his misdeeds. He's a, he has made egregious errors and for him to be in any way involved in a, a gain of function viral laboratory with the Chinese government, the communist party is reprehensible. Yeah, and and this was something that was known in the very beginning, but just now that now it's gotten out, like it's just now uh, people are talking about it and it's accepted to talk about. But this this ha I mean this information's been out for a while, sure. you know? yeah. <laughs> And so I my my mind was made up about him a long time ago, but yeah, he, it's all right, you know. It, it, that's 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 no surprise because that is sure. that is a reflection of what is going on, because health is it's like the medical it's a medical mafia system. There's people that are. Um, or just it's just about money because it's so linked to the pharmaceutical companies, you know, and people have gotten killed for talking about these things, you know, holistic right. health doctors, you know, in the past. And, and we can go down that. I'm not going to want to go down that rabbit hole, but that's how serious it is. That's how serious these people are about maintaining this system. And this is my, my guess is that, you know, technologies like yours are not going to be, uh, you know, welcomed with open arms because of this money-making system you know it's like from cradle to grave we got you covered with every pharmaceutical out there right you're, you're right and i'll make a prediction and this is one of the predictions that jesus gave to me that scalar energy will be so popular will be embraced someday that it will um, uh, significantly reduce pharmaceutical profits because it, it's effective yeah. and the world will eventually embrace this and you'll see a change in the medical landscape. How's that? That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic if that would happen. I would love to see that happen. I mean, when my, you know, uh, I, I remember when my, my dad passed away, I, I cleaned out his medicine cabinet and he had, he had, he, he was taking daily pharmaceuticals that literally filled a bucket. Like, I don't know if you're watching me on the video, uh, you could see how much like this big filled this bucket of pharmaceuticals. He was taking on a daily basis. That, that's the big lie. And that's I was like, big wow, lie. how can, how can we keep doing this? You know, how can this be a good quality of life? You know, and, and he wanted to live a very healthy life. He did everything his doctors told him to do. He thought he was doing the right thing, you know, and to him he was, but it was definitely not the road I want to go down and personally. And, and I know a lot of people who don't either. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people are coming to realize that the Rockefellers have a significant influence in the pharmaceutical business because they own so many pharmaceutical companies and the Rockefellers for the past century have been educating and promoting pharmaceutical products from from the university level to to tv ads it, it's their game it's their monopoly so when, when people start following the money trail and they realize that this is not designed to help people this is designed to help enrich the rockefellers when people start to realize that they'll wake up 
Yeah, and many other, yeah, many other people, uh, in addition to the Rockefellers, I think, are getting served from this. And, uh, but, you know, it's, I, you know, I don't, I usually like to stick to the very uh, positive points of, of life and help people go toward things that they can control in their life and, and ways that they can make their life better and enhance their life. And, um, but I just felt like I needed to talk about that today because it's been on my mind with all this stuff that's coming out. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been more aware of it probably than the average person because I look into all this stuff and I have been for years and, and I've been seeing uh, for many years as a holistic health professional how, um, how things have been manipulated and it, it really is, uh, it's, it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's very encouraging that we do have other options, um, much easier options, and we don't have to suffer if we don't want to um, through these health issues, you know, we can do what, you know, if, if, I mean, just to me, like, what's the, what's the harm in just trying something, you know, like different and seeing how it goes. So. And you're, you're well-read and you, you, um, you've educated yourself and, and sadly, you know, some people see that some people don't realize that the deception is so deep out there, but you know, uh, those, those days are, are behind us. Uh, many people realize that, that the existing medical paradigm needs to be fixed. And we're going to see hopefully some, some uh, really uh, uh, pertinent changes in the next few years. That sounds great. I would love to see that happen. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Tom. I really, this has been really wonderful to talk to you. And thanks for, thanks for uh, witnessing my rant today um and and sharing all of your wisdom about scalar light this is really really cool stuff i can't wait to learn more about it and experience it myself with you if you would please share with my listeners how they can find you what you're offering and and that kind of thing sure my website is scalarlight.com visit the website anybody in the world can upload their photograph remember you email us your photograph and we work with you by way of your photograph. And for 15 days, we'll balance your chakras, we'll, we'll disassemble pathogens and we'll assemble nutrients. And we do all of that through your photograph. So scalarlight.com, help yourself, tell your friends about it. Well, again, I wanna heal the world. I'm going to do that someday with your help by way of your photograph. Thank you, Tom, appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Tom.